Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. So this episode's a little different since we're going through some strange and uncertain times right now. A lot of people are being asked to work from home full time and we've been hearing from many people who are struggling to be productive, to keep motivated and stay sane, especially with all the additional stress and anxiety about what's going to happen next with the coronavirus outbreak. Now, whilst we can't predict the future, both Ben and myself have been working from home for the last six years full time and during that time we've managed to build a profitable business while staying fit and strong, both physically and mentally as well. So in this episode, what we want to do is share our top tips to survive working from home, since we might actually be stuck doing this for some time now. Now, just before we get into this, though, note that this was originally a video training recorded for our clients inside our programs, but the audio version is still very, very useful. So we've turned this into a podcast for you. So let's get straight into it. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity podcast. All right, yeah. So we're live on today's training. So today's topic that I'm going to cover is going to basically be how to how to work from home, how to go about working from home, how to manage this in the most effective way without going crazy, without going mad because you're stuck in the house in the same environment all the time, how to avoid back pain, how to manage meals, how to go about planning things, how to fit, how to figure out exercise. I'm just going to go through the whole thing because I've been working from home since, let me think, 2015, I think. So that's, we're talking five years now. And I figured out a few tips and tricks along the way, which work really, really well. Um, so I'm going to share all of those. And then if any questions that you have that come up as well, I know Trudy, you are watching this live today. Um, just let me know, just post those in the, in the chat box and I'll answer those as we go along as well. Um, I just had it up on workplace as well. Somebody's on on workplace. I'll check the workplace comments as well. If you're watching it on there, I've got two people on workplace at the minute. So, um, yeah, comment and say hi, if you want to let me know and I'll give you a, give you a shout out. All right. So obviously it's, uh, it's, it's very strange times at the moment. Everybody working from home, we're being told not to go to social events, to avoid contact with too many people. Um, Certainly in my lifetime, I've never seen I've never experienced anything like this up to this point. Um, Iona says homeschooling at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's even more of a even more of a challenge for people with kids as well. I'm almost lucky in the fact that I don't have kids. It makes things a bit easier, but I'm also going to go through some tips that I that I could think of. This is I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on how to work from home when you've got kids. I could probably tell you how to work from home when you're looking after a couple of dogs, but that's probably bit of a different ball game but um yeah i'm going to go through a, a few kind of tips that i've got but then what i was also going to recommend was that you ladies inside the program make sure you are sharing all of these strategies and everything with each, with each other if you've got something that really works that you found that works for you share that up on our network so that everybody else can benefit from from whatever it is you have learned and you and you have figured out right then so yeah, before we get into it as well, I made a little bit of a post earlier just about about kind of whether you know anybody who might benefit from being part of a community like this at the moment. So obviously, like being in part of a group, being in part of a community, it really helps during difficult times like this because you've got people to ask people for support, people to ask for help, people to ask for guidance. You've got a structure to follow, something that you feel that you can control and you can you can still be in charge of when there's so much uncertainty happening in the world. Um, if you feel you know, anybody who's now like similarly, they've, they've had to go and work from home. They're out of their completely out of their new, their normal routine. And you think they might benefit. Um, I'll be sending out some, I'll put, be posting up some details of just some information you could send them um, just to kind of refer them. We'll obviously give you a bit of referral, referral discount, referral bonus as well, a bit of cash back just for, just as a kind of a thank you. Um, but yeah, at the same time, we just want to kind of anybody that you feel could benefit from what we do here. Um, I'll give you the details of how you can get that word out to them. But for this week's training then, right, let me get my electronic digital pen. I've written a few notes down here. The first things I'm going to cover, these are from, uh, Rob's given me a few suggestions of things that people have asked him. So I'm going to go through those. If you think of anything else, any other questions you've got about working from home or making this, you know, just living in this current situation, um, 
post those in the question box now and I'll just go through them as we go through the call. So the first thing I want to go through then is food. So what do you do about food? So if your normal routine, as most people's is, a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll have breakfast at home. They will go to work. They'll have lunch at work in the middle of the day. Um, whether that's grabbing something from a shop, whether that's something that you've taken with you, or whether that's getting something from like a work canteen or whatever. And then you'll come home and then you'll have dinner as usual. So when it comes to food at the moment, what I would recommend is for breakfast and for dinner, just keep doing exactly the same as what you've been doing. Like food choices wise, everything, it doesn't, you don't really need to be doing anything different. The thing that's what, that may be different is just gonna be lunch. So if you're usually grabbing lunch on the go or something like that, uh, you're gonna need kind of a different strategy. So there's two things that I would recommend you can do when you're working from home in, all, in terms of lunch. And it really depends on what type of person you are. So the first type of person you may be is a person that you don't really mind cooking and you see cooking as like a nice break from work. It gives you a bit of time to kind of chill and to kind of relax in between doing work stuff. If you're fine to just treat that as like a break and if you, you normally would have like a half hour or whatever lunch break, um, it may be that you just decide you're gonna cook your lunch from scratch every day. You're just gonna make something nice and simple, whatever it is. So that is one strategy. But then there's gonna be another group of people who once they're into that work day, they wanna be in like work mode that whole day. They don't really wanna be taking time out to do chores or to cook or anything like that. Um, and if you're in that group, what I would recommend is that you prepare your meals in advance for lunch. But that doesn't mean you have to set aside loads of time and do all this kind of whole meal prep thing. The way I would recommend that I prepare my lunch, so for example, what I tend to do is when I cook dinner every day, I always make too much. So yesterday's dinner, I had like a, a roast lamb leg joint with potato and sweet potato fries and then some steamed veg. So what I did is I purposefully made, you know, two massive trays of fries when one probably would have been okay for the two people in the household. Um, which means we've got loads and loads of fries left over. I cooked a whole like kilo lamb leg joint. So I've got a load of lamb left over. And then I cooked a whole head of broccoli rather than half of it. So I've got some broccoli left over. So then when it comes to lunchtime, I grab those leftovers that I made from last night's dinner. I chuck them on a plate, put it in the microwave, five minutes, microwave it. And then I usually eat my lunch and I'll watch an episode, a bit of an old, I like to watch old school Gordon Ramsay's kitchen nightmares from like 2006, the ones where he's working with businesses in the UK. Um, that's my guilty pleasure. I have a bit, little bit of a lunch routine, but I sort of get myself into this routine where at lunchtime I sit down and I watch my little program and, and that's that. So it's just about finding whichever kind of lunch routine works for you. Schedule that lunchtime as well. I'd have it at the same time. So if normally at work you have a set lunchtime, keep that routine because that's going to help you to it's just going to help you to be more kind of efficient with your work if you know that you have a set routine every single day to follow to kind of follow it through so the other thing that you can like you might really want to focus on at the moment is just making sure you kind of maximize your immunity and maximize your health because obviously you know there's virus going around and you want to make sure you give yourself and probably everyone else in your household the best chance of you know a nice healthy immune system so that it's not going to cause you any really serious problems. So the way to do that, it's very, very simple. Just, you know, it's the general guidelines you already know. So definitely try and avoid alcohol, try and avoid eating junk food, try and avoid eating chocolate, sugar, all of those types of things. But instead use up your calories for like the most important things are going to be vegetables, um, you know, lean meats and cuts of fish. And then things like nuts and healthy fats. So we're talking avocados, olive oil, you know, the things that you know are healthy, kind of the diet makeover foods. If you can move towards them, that's going to help with your body, help your body stay healthy and help your immune system. Um, other things that you're going to be able to do as well is um, just to, again, to kind of boost that immune system, which is probably going to be easier at this time is now you're not having to commute to and from anywhere. You may not be commuting to and from anywhere. Some people still will, but um, make sure you, you're going to be able to focus on sleep more. So people have said now, you know, they're not having to wake up at half five like they normally would. Um, you'll be able to sleep in and like I do, I'll wake up some days if I don't have anything to do in the morning, wake up 15 minutes before I need to be ready for my first work thing. I just have a nice sleep, have a nice meditate, whatever. Obviously, if you've got kids running around, it might not be the same situation. 
but you've you've kind of you've still got that opportunity there to get plenty of sleep, which is going to be very very important. So on food, then really just find a routine with lunch that works for you, and then food choices. Just try and move towards the healthy stuff that you know you should be eating. It's it's as simple as that. And it, it kind of it's making things easier for me because I can't I'm not going out for dinner and you know picking up fast food or anything like that. I'm making everything from scratch, which just makes my life 10 times easier when it comes to making good food choices. Um, another, another good thing about eating healthy at this time and making those healthy food choices is, I don't know about your experience, but when I've gone to the supermarket to pick up food, you go down certain aisles, um, pasta, for example, nothing, but you go down the vegetable aisle and you look at the broccoli and the green beans and all of that stuff and it's packed full. So just pick up or like just buy that healthy stuff. Just be, it's, it's a, almost a good thing that people, most people aren't healthy and they've just stocked up on all of this unhealthy stuff. There's loads of healthy food available. So, you know, you don't need to worry and panic by shitloads of broccoli. It's all there. The frozen stuff as well, full, frozen veg, absolutely full. Nobody wants it. Nobody touches it. So yeah, that's a bit on food. So next thing I want to cover then is how do you go about working? Obviously I'm working, I'm talking to you on a laptop now. I spend pretty much all day every day working on this laptop and it's very important when you're working on a laptop and you're not on a proper sort of computer setup that you avoid like destroying your body in the process so there's a few kind of key tips that I can show you to try and avoid a sore back and avoid like doing yourself any harm as a result of having to work on a laptop all day which may be what you're doing now so let me just grab my pen. So there's kind of three positions that I would say you can work in. So I'll go through, oh, it's a horrible circle there. One, two, and three, which I work in. So I, I don't work in the same place all the time. I know when you're in an office, you may work at the same, um, you may, you know, you, your desk might be in the same place all the time. I find personally, I'd rather move around different places because I get bored of being in one place. If I've sat in a certain place for a couple of hours, I'm like, right, I want to change the scenery. So I go to a different room and I sit somewhere else. Uh, the places I would sit typically are number one, where I am right now, which is a standing desk in my office upstairs. Number two is the kitchen table. So sitting in a chair at the kitchen table. And then number three is either on the sofa or an armchair in the living room. So there's, there's kind of guidelines for all three different situations depending on which one you're doing. So number one, I really like the standing desk because the thing with the standing desk is it, it keeps your body like, it keeps your back nice and straight. The, the thing that's gonna give you back problems is any time where you find yourself in a position where your back is like slouched over, you're like this, working on something like that. You're like craned, neck down, this middle part of your back is down and you're just, you're hanging all of the, hanging all of the meat of your body just on your spine like this and it puts all that pressure into the bottom of your back pulling on your pulling on your spine like that so if you can keep your body nice and straight and a good way to imagine this that i've seen is if you think about uh if you put these if you think about like put your two hands like one of them level with your pelvis and one of them level with your sternum and you want both these things to be kind of flat like this and parallel as your body is nice and straight so if you imagine that both of these are a bucket, you want the bucket to be holding water. So if we tip this one too far back, that's a bad position we don't want to be in. And if we round that forwards, again, bad position we don't want to be in. And if we take the pelvis and we tip it forwards like that, bad position we don't want to be in. And if we roll it under too much, that's a bad position we don't want to be in. So as long as you're like this, and you hold, brace your core to keep yourself in that position. And then no matter how you're bending, you're like keeping in that same position you should be fine in terms of your back. And that's that, it's that kind of same position that you want to be taking on all these different things. So let's draw one of these situations out then. So if we go for the standing desk situation first, there's a few kind of key points here with the standing desk. So number one is going to be like your eye line. You want your eye line uh, level with your computer monitor and whatever it is you're working on. So I'm using a laptop now. It's going to be really difficult to show this because I'm on the laptop, but I've got my laptop up on a stand so that it's level with my eye line. If I was to put my laptop down on the desk, it's now down here. 
And now if I'm working on it, I'm now looking down to my laptop, which puts me in this kind of down position like this, rather than when it's in the right position, I'm upright, I'm looking at the screen like that, which is comfortable, not comfortable. And it might feel like a lot, a lot of these things, it feels like more effort at first, kind of holding yourself in these different positions. Um, but it will basically sort you out. So give me a sec. I'm just going to fix the microphone. The microphone has probably just changed to another microphone, but I want to show you my, here is my desk from the other side. So the most important part, and the thing I, I definitely recommend you get one of these, whether you're working on a desk or on a, um, a table with a laptop, it's like this, I don't know what this thing's called. It's, it's made by a company called La Volta. It's definitely come off Amazon, but it's like this Z-shaped thing and you can change the height of it. You can adjust it up and down. And it's literally just a stand that you put your laptop on and it, it puts it up to eye level. To go along with this, so the first thing was you wanted the laptop in, in line with your eyes. Plug in the microphone and stuff again. Okay, back to the original microphone. Oop. And now the touchpad is back working. Brilliant. So to go along with this, the second thing is this, like here, where your elbows are, you want your arms there. So obviously if I was gonna type up on the laptop on top of the stand, super uncomfortable. I can't do that, it's really painful. So what I've got instead is I have a keyboard here and a mouse separate to the laptop. I've got nice fancy wireless ones. You can get whatever, you can get a 10 pound keyboard off Amazon and plug it in or maybe your work will give you one. But the keyboard allows me at the standing desk to have my, the keyboard is at the level of my hands. So I'm just, bending my arms to 90 degrees like this, and I'm on the keyboard as I'm looking up. So you don't want to have the keyboard here. You don't want to be reaching down to the keyboard. You want it just 90 degrees. So it's just like, um, I've adjusted the height of the desk so the keyboard is in exactly the right place for me. And then if you get those two things right, that's pretty much it for your standing desk. Um, other little touches I've, I've done to make, you know, I like to make, make myself a nice environment to make myself want to be there. I've got plants. I've got another plant. Just chuck these on my desk. I put the desk next to the window as well, so at least I can look out at the cars. I've got some speakers here. This is another key thing about working from home that you can do that you can't do in an office. I've got speakers on my desk, and I can, I can play loud rock music in the middle of the day as I answer my emails, and nobody can tell me not to, and it makes it more fun for me, and I enjoy it more. So why not? Very, very simple. So, yeah, make your, make your desk a nice place to be and it's going to make your life more fun working from home. So the second situation you might find yourself in is just going to be you want to sit at a table. Um, and I, I would recommend you, if you can, if you have access to all three of these things, I would do all three of these things. Because I find if I stand up for too long at the desk, um, my body gets stiff from that. And then like, it's almost better to stand for an hour, sit for an hour, sit in, a, sit in an armchair for probably a bit less, half an hour, then sort of rotate between these different positions. So I'm always keeping my body moving. I'm always kind of, um, you know, if you, if you keep your body moving, it's not going to seize up. It's only going to seize up if you just stay in the same position or especially a bad position for a long period of time. So, right, let's try and draw this one out. I feel strange on this training today as if it's, as if I'm like doing like training remotely is something I don't usually do, but I do this every single week, but it feels weird now. <laughs> just, just doing it. Like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's odd because of the whole situation, everything that's going on. Right. So working from a desk, then it's a similar thing to working at the standing desk. You want to get yourself a chair, and two things here are exactly the same. This thing, elbows, keyboard. You want that exactly the same as it was. So bent elbows, keyboard in line with your you know, arms. So you're not having to reach up or reach down for the keyboard. You'd also want one of these stands. So your laptop, you're, being, you're able to um, see the screen like that. 
Another key thing that I use as well, because obviously, you know, the screen's quite a distance away. So if I, I don't have the best eyesight, so sometimes I'll find myself like, if my eyes get a bit tired, I'll find myself leaning into the screen, which then obviously ruins my position for working. So I have glasses that I can just chuck on and then I can read everything and, and be nice and upright and stand back from the computer, which I, sometimes I use them. Most of the time I'm absolutely fine without them though. But yeah, that's just another kind of trick. But with the sitting then, um, it's kind of a few key things. So the, those two things are the same in terms of where you, where you would position the computer and the monitor. If you've got a monitor, obviously that's different as well. So you're not going to need one of these stands. You could just set the monitor up as you normally would at your desk. Maybe you put it on some blocks or something, but get it at the right height so it's just in level with your eyes. And then, so chair-wise, I've got a really nice chair that I don't I don't have it set up at a desk at the moment. I've just got the standing desk in here um, because I tend to spend. I try to spend most of the, I like to spend more time at the standing desk than other options. But in terms of sitting, you can basically sit in a chair like well, or you can sit in a chair badly. So you want to sit in the chair, as I said before, you want to try and get, get your knees, like get your legs, like in a comfortable position, not too high, not too low. I'd probably go for like right angles, something like that. Uh, but then it's, it's, again, it's just about thinking about this. So you want to make sure you're, these two things are kind of straight with each other. So you're about there. And then I always think it's better to hold yourself up like with your own body rather than if I lock the chair, like leaning back into the chair. For me, that always gets kind of uncomfortable after a while. And I find it a lot more comfortable if I kind of sit forward on the chair a little bit and then I hold myself up straight on the chair like this. So I'm having to use my own core to hold my body up, which means that I can't, I'm not like just slumping back. That's probably the worst thing you can do. Lean back into the chair, all lazy like that. And then you're just gonna, and especially if the laptop's on the desk and you're having to look down on it, that you're just gonna end up breaking yourself. So just maintain good posture, like always be aware of this posture. Um, and again, swap between different positions regularly. And then the third position you may find yourself wanting to work in, which you're not gonna get this one in an office, is going to be the uh, the armchair position. So on the armchair, I found the best way I can sit on an armchair is with like cross legs. That's my cross legs position. Doesn't look very good. Problem with this is you, I cross legs. Then I put a pillow under my lap. Then I put the laptop on a pillow to kind of raise my eyesight a bit. But I'm always, you're always still looking down a little bit in this cross legs position. But the, for some reason, being in cross legs, it tends to keep my spine nicely aligned rather than just sit because it's almost impossible not to just slump on a sofa if you're working on a laptop the sitting cross-legged in the chair that really tends to work better for me but i like to you know i'll sit there for like let's say i've got to write just i've got to write an email or something i know it's going to take me 20 minutes i'll just sit in the chair do that for 20 minutes and then i'll tend to get up and go and do something else because otherwise you know it's sitting in an armchair is not really it's not really designed for working but Again, it's nice to switch positions and have that change of scenery. So that's for like laptop work, um, but you're not really restricted to having to stay in this position all day as well if you're working from home. So what, another thing that really, really works for me is if I have to make phone calls, I do every single phone call I'm on. If you've had a coaching call with me or whatever, I'm wearing these headphones like this. So that frees up my hands to just do whatever I want. And I will just, I will walk. So I'm, if I'm on the phone, I'm usually just like this. I'm just like walking here, walking here. I just walk around the room and sometimes I'll open this door here and I'll walk through into the bedroom and back into here and through into the bedroom and back into here. But I walk up and down and I'm kind of aware of the amount of steps I'm doing because I've got the watch, one of these watches that tracks my steps. So today I've done 6,900 steps. I've left the house, um, for about half an hour today. I took my car, drove my car down to the MOT place, um, went in, used the hand sanitizer, immediately opened the door with my elbow. Uh, the guy, they didn't, were not helpful at all. They didn't have the parts they needed to sort my car out for its MOT. And then I got back in my car and I drove home. So I've been out of the house. Literally, I've walked to my car, into the test center from my car, back to my car and back home, but still managed almost 7,000 steps because I just, I walk so much in the house when I'm on the phone. So that one is, that one is really good for me. Really good. Um, I'm going to turn off the, hang on a sec. 
screen share for a minute. So the other thing that's really going to help is like, you know, you're, if you're stuck in all these positions all day, in a chair, on a standing desk, whatever, if you're, you're going to feel tired and you're going to feel stiff, like that's just kind of part of it. <laughs> but you don't have to. Like one of the things that's not great about working in an office, I'm trying to sort of move this microphone out. Hold on. One of the things not great about working in an office is you've got people kind of around you all the time. One of the benefits of working from home, which I think is fantastic, is you're you're in control of your own time. Nobody's there kind of telling you, like looking over your shoulder, making sure you're doing what you should be doing. You haven't got to keep up appearances or anything like that. So one of the benefits that that gives you is you can do stretching and mobilization stuff throughout the day. So let's say you're, you know, you're feeling a bit stiff, you've been standing up for an hour. When you take a break, you can just do some stretches and stuff. And there's probably a few key stretches you want to do to make sure that you don't die in the uh, office chair. So I move the microphone down here. Right then. So the, the key things you want to stretch that I would say, you, from my experience, are good to focus on. Uh, one of them is definitely this, have this hip flexor here and the other side. So the way I stretch this, nice and simple, is just get in this position. Um, from here, tense the glutes to like bring the pelvis forwards like this. And then just sink forwards into this hip flexor, keeping the glute really, really tense. And that'll stretch up there. One thing I like to do to sort of intensify this and stretch out like all up through the abs in there, you sort of put your hand there and open your open out like my hands behind my head right now. That stretches like everything down here. And I find that if I just loosen everything off around my hips, I tend to feel pretty good generally. You might have obviously you might have your own stretches which work for you, but Here's a couple more. So first thing we had was the hip flexor, left side, right side. Another one I've started doing recently, um, which works for me, is like the hip internal rotation. So your hip can rotate. If you look at this leg here, you can do internal rotation, which is like that way in, and external rotation, which is like that way out. So for internal rotation, I like to sit. It's almost like you're cross-legged, except one leg is the wrong way around, like that. So you just sit yourself like that, but you should feel that already if you try and like sit up straight and then just rotate to that way, that way, that way, that way. Do this a few times, 10 times or so. Um, and that's just gonna stretch that hip internal rotation. Next stretch you can do, which I, this is probably my favorite stretch. You may not be able to do it, I don't know, but I like the, I like the pigeon pose. So this one, you basically lay your leg out like that, forwards. I scoop my knee across and then just sink forwards into there. And you'll feel that all down the outside of the hip down there. Alternative version of that, if that's kind of too intense, you can just sit in your office chair like this, cross one leg over the other, uh, push that knee down a bit, and then just kind of lean forwards over your knee and like hug into your, if you feel any of the sort of pain in your knee, you can like hug around the knee to sort of protect that knee, to sort of take some pressure off it, and then just sort of lean forwards into there, to stretch that hip, and then I'll do the other side, to nice and uh, <laughs> even that up. There we go. So that's hips, that's like three ways of the hips. So we did the hip flexor through there, we did the in, in, external, Rotation and internal rotation. Um, the next one I like to do is just find something that's like, um, oh, I don't know what my computer's doing. Find something that's like, now you can see all the mess in the background now, behind the scenes. Find something that's, I've, I've got a sofa in here, but something that's that sort of height. Um, and then you can just stretch your hamstring on it. So just really simple. Put your foot up on here. And then just go forwards like this and just sort of, uh, you don't want to kind of round over it, keep your back nice and straight and then you just sort of sink yourself down into it. You really want to feel the stretch of the back of the leg down here. And I find that one, both sides, again, just really helps. Like if your body is nice and loose and your muscles are not tight, um, 
it's going to tend to make your back feel good. Like I, I like one way I like to think of this, obviously I'm not a physio or a sports injury th- specialist or anything like that. But my understanding of this is um, if you've got something that's stiff, which usually for most people is this like mid back section, if you loosen off, if everything above it is tight and everything below it is tight, then it puts pressure on that thing in the middle. That thing gets hurt because it's in the middle. So it's not as if if you've got tight lower back, you need to stretch your lower back. I usually find if my lower back gets back and my hamstrings are tight. So if I can stretch my hips and hamstrings out, then my lower back is going to kind of loosen off at the same time. I'm having a nightmare here with cables and wires for this microphone. There we go. So more stretches then. That one's good. That one's good. That one's good. Um, oh, one last one then. So to stretch that kind of upper back out. Um, so Trudy says I have a stiff neck. So one of them, I like this thing. This is a, just a foam roller. I think it's off eBay, 10 pounds or whatever. You can get one delivered. Um, you just lay this thing on the floor. And I find that this, this feels really good. You literally just, I put my hands around my head like this to kind of get my shoulder blades out of the way. And then just lean back, open up my whole upper back over this. So I'll sort of lean back there and go back up, move down to the next vertebrae, lean back over it, go up, move to the next vertebrae, lean back over it, go up. And just go all the way up and down, loosening the whole spine. And then that gets me a lot of relief and to kind of test whether your body is in the right position in terms of your posture a really good thing you can do is if you just stand up against the door or a wall and you want to be able to have your back of your head touching the wall your shoulders touching the wall and your bum touching the wall so if you're if you're in normal position you'd be standing like this and your like your head is forwards and it's, it's off the wall you know, if you're hanging all that weight off your neck, it's going to cause problems for your neck. So if you can get yourself into a position where all three of those things are touching the wall, find a comfortable position where all of that's touching the wall. If you're nice and upright, you can just sort of use this as a reminder, like, right, this is how I need to stand. And then I come to my standing desk, and then I try and work like this in this position. So yeah, they're just a few kind of stretches you can do. Another thing that I find is just useful is let's say you've been standing for a while or sitting for a while, just, it's really good sometimes. It feels really good to just, just squat down like this. Just sit in the bottom of a squat position like that. Kind of, you can push out into your legs like that. Just whatever, whatever squat you can get into. But it, it, that'll just kind of stretch your whole body out. Move around a little bit. And then when I get up, I'm a lot more, I feel a lot looser. But just sort of taking your body through that full range of motion with all of these different motion, all of these different movements, is gonna keep it from seizing up and keep you from whatever <laughs> bad position you end up sitting in, because you inevitably will at some point. Um, it's gonna help if you keep yourself moving, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Whew, I've tired myself out now. So, right now, have I got this screen on? No, the screen's not on. Right then. Whew. Clicking all the wrong buttons. Right, so next thing I want to go through is exercise then. So exercising from home, obviously many of you are already have already been exercising from home. I'm more of a gym exercise person. Mm. Obviously at the moment, like the advice is to don't go to places with a load of people and where what place has more people touching things and spreading germs in the gym. So I've kind of just, I've canceled my gym membership. I've ordered some extra kettlebells and I'm going to just commit to doing workouts at home or doing workouts outside. So another thing to remember is like, uh, we've been told all this advice, you know, social distancing, all of those things, avoid unnecessary, diff- dis- unnecessary visits and socializing and busy places and things like that. But it doesn't mean you can't like go outside and just enjoy some fresh air. So also remember like throughout the working day, like you may be feeling a little bit cooped up inside. Uh, you may have kids who are also feeling a bit cooped up inside. So, you know, just realize that like, it's almost less efficient if you try and force yourself to like work and work and work and work all day. It's very, very unlikely you're gonna be productive and work really well like all day. So 
I often find it's better to break that day up and to do other things. So one thing I'll always do is like go out for a dog walk at some point, but I like, maybe I'll start my work, do a few emails, get to a point where I feel my productivity is starting to dip a bit. And I say, right, I'm going to go walk the dog. I go and I walk the dog. I chuck on my, well, I would do it on my own because I'm not with no one, but I chuck on my headphones, listen to a podcast, or I've, I've got an audio book at the moment. It's uh, Sherlock Holmes, which I'm enjoying listening to that. I go and sort of clear my head, get some fresh air, come back, and then I can get, like, my productivity is right back up. But, like, if you've got kids in the house, you're getting a bit restless, they're getting a bit restless, you could just be like, let's just take a break, let's go for a walk. Like, again, you haven't got anybody looking over your shoulder, judging you, saying, like, oh, you're not working, you're slacking off, whatever. So don't feel, like, guilty or anything for it. Just, uh, but, yeah, if you just, go, you can just go for a walk around the back, around the block, go to the park, whatever. Um just enjoy some fresh air. It's a nice way to break up the day. But then in terms of other exercise, um, scheduling it in your calendar is, is key and kind of really works. I like to use a whiteboard. I have a whiteboard in the kitchen, which I just write down what the workout's going to be. Um, and that way I've got, if I put that expectation in my head early on, it tends to be a lot easy, easier for me to do the workouts. So I, I know I'm going to do a workout later today. Um, I actually haven't got it planned in my calendar this week, but I just know I'm going to do a workout today. I'm just aiming for every other day at the moment, just because that keeps things nice and simple. But um, uh, yeah, so plan those into your calendar. Next thing I would do with workouts is make it fun. So obviously I enjoy the gym atmosphere. It kind of, it's kind of like work when you're in work and you've got people around you who are at desks and they're working. It's very easy to get into the groove of doing work. It's harder to keep yourself motivated when nobody's around. The temptation to just, you know, relax for a bit. Maybe I'll just watch a few videos on YouTube. Maybe I'll just, uh, you know, have another, another cup of tea and just take, sit down for a few minutes. That temptation is there because you haven't got that accountability, like looking at, looking down on you and making sure you're, um, you're doing like you're working. You don't feel that kind of pressure to work so much. Obviously you've got to get stuff done, but you know, we all know how difficult procrastination can be sometimes, but, um, I can't remember how I got into this thing, but it's, yeah, it's exactly the same with workouts. Like if you go to the gym and you're in that environment with other people working around you, it can, it's a fun environment and it kind of forces you to want to work and do that workout because everybody around you is doing a workout. So it's good to kind of create that kind of environment for yourself. So obviously you've got the video workouts inside of Trinity and inside of your program. So, you know, watch those as usual, but maybe just to spice things up a bit and keep it interesting, chuck some music on at the same time. So have the workout playing, also have a bit of music playing. I like to have some music on when I do a workout, makes it more fun, just like they have music at the gym to make it more fun. Um, and I've also been involving my partner in my workouts as well. So we've just been doing the workout together. I do the move while she rests and then she does the moves while I rest and we just swap like that. So it's kind of doing it like a team. So maybe you want to get your partner involved. Maybe you want to get your kids involved, but getting somebody else involved is going to make it more easy to do the workouts as well. And especially because if everybody's cooped up in the house, you want to, you're going to want to make sure everyone's getting some regular exercise and keeping fit and keeping healthy. And if you've got that expectation there with other people in your household that we're going to do a workout at this time, this on Monday, Wednesday and Friday at these times, they're also going to hold you accountable. Like, oh, aren't we doing that workout? So it's going to be easier if you get other people involved as well. And obviously it's just, <laughs> you might not think doing a workout is the most fun thing in the world, but there's not much fun stuff to do at the moment, to be honest. I mean, my climbing gym shut down, which is miserable. I would usually just go and do climbing for something fun. Um, what other things am I not allowed to do? I like going out for dinner. I like going to restaurants. I like going out for a drink. I like all sorts of stuff, going for a cafe, going, going for coffee, all of that's off the table. So now my list of things that are fun has gone down somewhat. And now doing a workout in the house with some kettlebells, it's pretty good. That's pretty up there for me now. So, so there we go. So yeah, if you find that overall you're kind of lacking motivation to do workouts though, it's worth kind of looking at why that might be. So there's a couple of reasons that that could be. Number one, it could literally just be your energy levels. So you could be exhausted. You could be eating the wrong types of foods. You could just be super stressed or just be overworking like a lot at the moment. Um, if you've identified that one of those things might be the problem, think how you can fix that and then that will fix your workout problem. So if you're not getting enough sleep, get more sleep. If you're overworking, work more breaks into your day. Take more, take more, you know, little walks where you go for a five, 10 minute walk around with the kids or whatever, just in, in a break from work. Um, if it's just that, if it's that you're eating the wrong types of food, 
think about what type of foods you've brought into the house. So somebody's brought those in. <laughs> I mean, soon there probably won't be any of that tasty stuff left in the shops anyway. There'll only be broccoli, which will help us all out. But um, yeah, make sure you've got food in the house, which is both nice and healthy, because that's going to give you energy. It's going to give you a boost. And then the other thing that it could be that's stopping your motivation could just be your mindset. So it could just be that you're just worried about things, you're anxious, you know, everything's going on, you're stressed at the moment. Whatever it is, identify that, take that, write that down, and then you've got all of the tools inside of Trinity, inside of the program with the thought transformers, meditation, to deal with all of that stuff. So take that and just keep up that mindset stuff. It's going to be especially, especially important to keep up all of the mindset work and everything. Um, at a time like this where life is more stressful and more difficult and more uncertain than ever. So yeah, that's kind of exercise. So just make sure you're scheduled in your calendar, make it fun, make it exciting. And if you're lacking motivation, identify the reason that that motivation is lacking, try and solve it. And you know, if, if you can't think of a way to solve that yourself, just reach out to us, drop us a support message inside the program. Um, and just say, you know, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. If you're struggling with anything, it could be the food, it could be uh, work-life balance, it could be mindset, it could be exercise, it could be planning things, anything. Just ask us and, and we'll see what we can do to help. Um, so yeah, cool. So the next thing I want to cover then is, is like planning your day. How do, you, how do you go about planning your day? So I think that one of the key things is just being really, really organized. Because obviously when you're working in an office somewhere you've got that organization almost built in that you're going to be there at a certain time you've got lunch at a certain time you're going to go home at a certain time but you have to almost enforce that on yourself when you're working from home so the, one of the most important things i would say is really try and separate your work life and your home life even though you're in the same place you need to keep those things separate because it's really really difficult to focus on both of those things at the same time so for example, if I'm working, let's say I'm working, I make myself a cup of tea, then I go into the kitchen to put the cup of tea away. And then I start like washing up the cup and I think, oh, well, I may as well do this. I may as well empty the dishwasher. It takes me too much out of work mode. And every time I switch from work mode to home mode, it takes me a while to get from work mode into home mode. It takes me a while to get from home mode into work mode. So what I will do is I'll say between these hours, all of this household chores stuff, doesn't exist it's not i don't even notice this that this is what happens this only counts when i've either before work or after work so i'd recommend just ignore all of that stuff while you're like during your working hours so finish your lunch that you've reheated from the microwave take the plate chuck it in the sink leave it or just chuck it in the dishwasher if it's going to take you more than two minutes to deal with it don't do it finish your lunch go back to work so kind of separate those two things now, when you're, so when you're sort of planning your calendar of work and everything, then I'd, I'd recommend like definitely plan like an end time for your work. So don't just allow that work to just bleed into the entire evening. Um, you know, plan an end time for your work. And I'd probably like, there's, there's not going to be much to do in that end time other than hang out with the people in your house. So plan something fun to do with the kids, plan something fun to do with the partner or the whole family in the house and just say, this time we're going to be doing this. And then, when you get to that point in the day, just, you know, call it a day with the work. It's got to happen again tomorrow. Like usually you'd be able to leave the office and leave all that behind. Um, but you can't really get away with it or get away from it as much when you're in the house. But you've got to be able to kind of switch that off at some point. So first of all, plan that end time. Second thing I would plan breaks in. So be realistic about your work. Like plan yourself a lunch break. Plan, plan yourself a couple of other breaks where you're going to, you know, be able to go out and get some fresh air or you know, whatever, whatever it is you want to do, relax for a bit, do some meditation, who knows, whatever you want to do, plan those breaks in, then plan your work, plan your work around those breaks, plan in all the tasks that you realistically need to do in the day. And actually, I actually put this in a calendar so you can see it, but I would also say, give yourself more time than you need to complete all of the tasks that you're going to put into your, oh, hang on. sorry, I'm, uh, I'm listening to a video myself somehow. Right. <laughs> Plan yourself more time in for the, from the day um, to do all of the tasks that you need to do. So if you've got a certain amount of emails to answer, I just block out time, like answer emails, but I'll give myself a lot of time to answer those emails, like a bit more than I need just to make sure that I can then stay on schedule. Cause the, the biggest 
problem that can happen with your scheduling and with the planning of your day is when you plan yourself 15 minutes, like, oh, I'll just squeeze my email answering into 15 minutes. It goes on for 15 minutes, you get to 25 minutes and then you're still going with it. And then that's now cut into the next task and then you're late starting the next thing and then you're late finishing the next thing and then all your tasks overrun and overrun and overrun until either you've got the choice at the end of the day of you work an extra two hours or you have to accept that you're not going to be able to finish everything and you feel like, oh shit, I failed the day. I didn't finish everything I wanted to get done. So give yourself more time for each task than you need. So set yourself up so you can actually win the game that you've created for yourself during that day. Um, and yeah, I've already said about kind of taking breaks, going out for walks. And then the last thing I wanted to cover was just like how to manage all of this around kids as well. So like homeschooling kids, this is obviously a situation which is it's going to be super difficult because you've got all of the stuff you've got to do at work and then you've got to look after your own kids as well because they're not at school, which is like a really, really, really difficult situation to put people in and for people to end up in. Um, but like, I'd say probably the, the key tip I can think of, obviously I don't have kids, so this is going to be really difficult for me to give the best possible advice in this situation, but would just be like setting clear expectations to everybody. So like setting clear expectations to your, to your kids, like, you know, I'm going to need to do some work at this time. Um, like we'll be able to do this many fun things, but I'm going to have to do this much work too. Um, and then also set some clear expectations to your employer as well. Like, Obviously, I'm having to look after my children at the same time. You're giving me this amount of work. I might struggle to do this because realistically, it's going to be, you know, a more difficult situation than, than usual. But just kind of explain the situation to everybody and just kind of be realistic about it. It's, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to, you're not going to get the same amount of work done that you normally would do. Um, and you're probably not going to be able to spend like the quality of time with your kids that you would normally would want to. But it's just something that you're going to have to work through. And one thing I really wanted to say on this training today was if you've kind of done this before, you've made this work, you've figured it out, I mean, whether it's in school holidays or, um, or whatever, post in the group any tips that you found, like in, inside of the workplace, inside of the group, any tips that you found that have really worked for working from home and managing children at the same time and family life at the same time. Because if, if you've got something that you've, found really works for you and you could share that with somebody else and that could really benefit them you know that could really make somebody else's life easier and really improve things for somebody at a difficult time so make sure you post and, and you share about that and at the same time if you're struggling with it make sure you post and just ask for help say i'm struggling with this has anybody had experience with this can you give me some tips can you give me some help with this situation so yeah they're my overall tips for working from home um I'd say like underpinning the entire thing is just going to be making sure that you make it like an enjoyable existence for yourself. So, you know, I've mentioned a few times, you know, you can have music on while you're working, you can take breaks, you can very easily just get out the house and go for a walk. You can make sure that every so often you're making yourself a nice tasty cup of green tea. You can have nice little snack breaks. You can spend the time to have a bit more of a relaxing lunch and cook something because you've only got to just walk downstairs and you've got everything there. Um, you can work in different environments. You can sit at desks. You can sit, you can stand up, you can go on the sofa. You've got more freedom. So just like enjoy that freedom. Wow, this is what we've got at the moment. So it's easy to look at the negatives and often hard to see the positives. But you've got like the opportunity to almost create like a more relaxing and more enjoyable work environment for yourself <laughs> at the moment. So just like make it as fun as you can in this situation. And Again, if you're like struggling, just reach out. Struggling with any of the fitness stuff, food, exercise, mindset stuff, planning, work-life balance, get in touch with myself, get in touch with Rob, or just get in touch and make, make a general post in the group to see if anybody can help. Like, don't be afraid to, to reach out for help at any time because um, there, is, there is plenty of it available. So I'm just gonna go through some comments now that we've had and just answer any additional questions that I may have missed. So Trudy says, the chair works for me, but I like the cushion idea. Yeah. She also said, I like the stretches. I'll make the effort to do them. I often get a stiff neck. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, when you get to the point where you're struggling in terms of like concentration, do a few stretches, just drop down, do that squat position, bend over, touch your toes, do some hamstring stretches, and then you'll then get back to work. Just take two minutes out to do that. Um, it's really going to help things. 
Jade says inside of the workplace group, just about to drive home from work, so we'll have to catch up later, no problem. Iona says homeschooling at the same time. I know I've given a couple of tips about like ma managing the situation, but um, again, without having children myself, I feel it's, uh, I could give some very unrealistic and probably not the most um, accurate advice. I think the only thing I was thinking of, I know this is probably not the most accurate comparison in the world. I do a lot of dog sitting. And one thing I know about dogs, you might, you'll probably be able to tell me if I'm right or wrong comparing. I don't want to say your kids are like dogs. Obviously, looking at the children is more difficult than looking after a dog. But um, one thing with dogs is they will let, if you do not give them enough attention and enough exercise, they will let you know immediately. If you don't feed them, if you don't take them on a walk, depends what dog, but some of them will like, I'll be sitting on the sofa doing some work and the dog will climb up on top of my shoulders I'll show you a picture, in fact. Give me a sec. Um, you might find this funny, you might not. Oh, I haven't got the picture. My girlfriend's got the picture. But um, yeah, the dog likes to climb up and sit on top of my neck like a, like a scarf with his legs on either side of me and then just sit there. And that's his way of saying, either you haven't taken me on a walk or you haven't fed me. But <laughs> if you take the dog out in the morning on a run, run that dog, get him really excited, burn off a load of energy, he's going to just lie on the floor and sleep. So I'm not saying, uh, again, <laughs> kids, dogs, completely different thing. But one strategy could be maybe if you work out in the morning, you get your kids involved, you do something fun in the morning, something energetic. And then when you say, right, we've done that now, now I'm going to go and do some work. They may be more accepting of the fact that, you've, uh, that you're going to do that and they're going to have to go and do something else, painting or whatever, or school stuff while you're... Um, while you're doing some work on the laptop. Anyway, <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty much all I've got for you today. Um, any questions or anything else you want me to sort of go through, post those in the comment box or, um, or just get in touch with us directly. Mm -hmm.